Hello, welcome to. F- oh, what the? F- why is this not recording? That's how it should start. What the? F- why is this not recording? What the hell? Oh, that's perfect. Just leaving the Big Twelve after dark. <laughs> Texas back. <laughs> is Texas back? We say yes. Hear this intro. What the hell? Why is this not? Texas hasn't struggled this much to start a game since Charlie Strong was roaming the sidelines. Allegedly. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh, now we're good. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Hello and welcome to Fourth and Five, your Longhorn Nation podcast. I'm your host, Will Bazer. Today, we're going to be joined alongside by FTW's very own Alex McDaniel. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good. How's it going? It's going all right. It's Welcome uh, or whatever. <laughs> we're, we're meeting in an interesting place. It's not Ain't Slay Nobody. It's, it's, a, it's a new place on, on the Longhorn side of things. Yeah, we're, we're exploring new territory together. That's so what exciting. I wanted. Yeah. Super exciting. <laughs> Very wholesome. And we're also bringing on Arkansas fan and Arkansas native Chuck Livingston. Or not native, but currently living there, Chuck Livingston. Chuck, how are you doing? No, I actually, I am a native. Yeah, I was, was going to say. I was born he's... and raised in Arkansas. Yeah, I've, I've only lived in Arkansas my whole life. So. Wait, but I thought, Alex, <laughs> you said you grew up together. We yeah, did. I grew up in, in Arkansas. Arkansas. Wait, no, you grew up in Texas. What? Okay, I'm, whoa. I was in no. Texas until I was 10 and then moved to Arkansas and I spent the rest of, that's where my mom still lives. Like that's where I graduated high school and everything. You're a globetrotter if the globe was the Southeast. I am a globetrotter <laughs> of the Southeast. It's true. So today I brought on these two SEC people to talk about Texas's newest move to the Southeastern Conference, which was... Tell me that 10 days ago, and my mind is blown. Uh, let's get into it, y'all. Uh, Texas is on the F- is going to the SEC, just got invited into the SEC. Texas's regents have probably by now said yes to the SEC. Same with Oklahoma. Let's go on and look at this from an offline perspective, because we all, we all live offline most of the time. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, what is what 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 is going on? What I'm still kind of kind of lost here. Why was this done? Like, what what was there to gain? Right? You is tell it, us. Is it just for money? <laughs> is that is that what we're doing this for? What do y'all's take on that? Well, you know, the SEC sure does love money, and so does the state of Texas. So, to me, it's a good match. I mean, it makes sense. They've been in this we've been talking about sec expansion for decades in terms of what it, how it would evolve. And, you know, the big 12 is all of what, 26 years old. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. 1995 is when it came. Yeah. So we're not seeing like the death of this perennial powerhouse or anything, not, not shitting on the big 12. Can I cuss on this podcast? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not shitting on the big 12 at all, but like, yeah, it's shocking, but it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the Big 12 has kind of been on death's door since it came into being. Uh, the Big 8 kind of came to the 
big, you know, the Southwestern Conference and was like, we have two blue blood teams. You guys have the TV sets. Let's let's be a thing. And then immediately Texas told Nebraska that partial qualifiers are not a thing anymore. And Nebraska's like, well, maybe this entire thing was a mistake. And it was just downhill from there. Which honestly, it was kind of, you know, a lot of fun for like outsiders saying like, man, that looks like a nightmare dealing with Nebraska and Texas. But I mean, I think Alex said it like basically, you know, this deal, like it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I've kind of felt this way since Texas A&M and Missouri joined the SEC in 2012. It just, it always seemed like with the playoff era, kind of like coming into focus, like four major super conferences has always seemed like sort of the end game. And, you know, there was kind of always been this like discussion of like, which conference will fold, you know, will it be, you know, you felt pretty good about the SEC, the Pac-12 is going to stick together. The Big Ten's got a lot of tradition, you know, would it be the ACC, would it be the Big 12? And it looks like it's going to be the Big 12 now. It's being picked apart. You know, Nebraska's obviously defected. We talked about A&M in Missouri, you know, uh, eight, nine years ago. Has it been that long? I guess it has been. Ten years ago. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like, that that seems like it was just yesterday. So, you know, now it seems like this is where we're going to end up. And really, four 16-team super conferences has kind of always made the most sense, especially in the playoff era. They're about to expand the playoff for money purposes, of course, but – it's also going to be way more entertaining, I, I think, I hope. So basically, like, I guess the real question was, who's going to be, like, the first domino to fall? And I'm a little surprised that it was Texas and Oklahoma because of the way that particularly Oklahoma's dominated the Big 12 in recent memory. Like, that's got to be tough to walk away from because Oklahoma can go 11-1, and one, win the conference title, and get into the playoff. And granted, it hasn't won a national championship since 2000, but – you still are getting more bites at the apple. That's going to be more difficult now in the SEC. But, you know, as we know, money rules everything at this point. And, um, you know, maybe they'll make the playoff once every five years and the money will, will make it a lot better. But it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. Are they going to go into the 14 pods? Are they going to have two giant divisions? And, and are uh, we cool with the name pod, by the way? It's another question. I mean, that's something we're going to have to discuss. Uh, I personally don't care, but it does remind me of Star Wars Episode One, and I'm not cool with that. I've been championing the pods for years, ever since we started. I think ever since like Jason Kirk and Stephen Godfrey and, you know, at all first pitched it, like pods are the best way to go. And at first I was like, this is crazy. But it was, I mean, it made a lot of sense. And it was a way of evening out, um, you know, playoff contention but i think like the problem with two super divisions is you're you know then you won't get to play those great cupcakes <laughs> like, I, and i don't want to give up austin p <laughs> jacksonville state what jacksonville i mean state. for example like just off the top of my head that's gonna be new for texas i don't think we played oh i guess we play rice and utep so heavy hitters uh, yeah but i don't know if it, it's not it's uh, I I don't think Texas is gonna go FCS. Like, are they gonna play Prairie View A and M? No, that's A and M's A and M's cross <laughs> cross division rival. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. It's it just seems like with Oklahoma, they had some discontent with the Big Twelve and not backing them up on TV schedules. I mean, they're really doing well right now, and they want their brand to be you know, a- amplified and having them play Nebraska at 11 a.m. is not their cup of tea and not being backed by the Big 12 there probably rubbed them the wrong way. And then Texas and Oklahoma are looking at the landscape of what's going on in the 
you know, college football in general and saying things are changing. And if we get caught flat footed, then Oklahoma can't go to the big 10 because they're not an AAU school. The PAC 12 probably would still take Oklahoma, but Stanford wouldn't be happy. Would they merge with the ACC or is the ACC, those two teams going to go to the SEC and take their spot. So they had to move first act first and it's, really pissed off the other eight teams. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if Texas really owes them or Oklahoma really owes them anything. It, do you guys, from an outside perspective, is there a villain here? Are Texas and Oklahoma villains? Or is this just, is it not a good idea to look at this from like a, there's a villain perspective at all? What do you, what do you guys think? It's money. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's money. It comes down to money and it comes down to brand power. And, you know, it's business like, look, I love college football. I definitely love it a lot more than professional football, even though I'm a big NFL fan as well. But it's it's been about money forever. I don't remember a time in my life where it ever had this like down home charm. Um, It's always been about money and it's always been about TV and it's always been about brand power and for the SEC becoming even more of a superpower than it already is in the college sports landscape. So to me, like, I don't see a hero or villain. I just see business. And you're going to follow the money. I don't care who you are. Nobody is going to pass up on a chance to join the SEC if they can. Nobody would do that. Nobody's going to say, you know, I just really want to stick to our values and we want to help, you know, pump up the Big 12. Nobody's going to do that. We really just love playing Texas Tech. We have to continue that series. Yeah, I don't think there's any, I mean, nationally, I guess maybe your outsiders might see the SEC, you know, Greg Sankey as, as the villain, like, oh, trying to poach teams. But, I mean, it takes two to tango. And again, like now you're at 16 teams, Texas and Oklahoma are incredibly valuable brands. You know, your entire product now is way more attractive and valuable that you've added, you know, these two superpowers. So, I mean, yeah, so maybe the SEC, like accepting them is like, you could like come down on, but I mean, anybody would have made that deal. Um, Even the big 12 teams that all claim to be sick of Texas and Oklahoma or whoever else, like. They still, but now you know, like those schools are mad at Texas and Oklahoma for leaving. So it's either they're tough to like live with, or they're or they're very integral to like the success of your conference. It can't be both, you know. So like, I mean, I don't think there's a villain. I think it's just kind of your your kind of college football bottom line, and and this was kind of the next logical step. And now you're going to see the Pac-12 expand and the Big Ten and the ACC, and you know, uh, you know, and there's not going to be any villains there either. It's just going to be a matter of uh, making kind of the framework, you know, making it as good as you can, I think. Make it the best of a bad situation. Yeah, it it does seem like people are pitching Texas and Oklahoma to an extent as as home wreckers. And Texas is not helping their image there at all. I mean, I here's the thing. I'm, I'll be the first to rag on Texas in this podcast of two people who are not big Texas fans. Texas, I wish the fans were as loud in the stadium as they were, as they are on online. Like, I wish the fans were as loud as the brand. If if you've ever been on the west side of Daryl K. Royal Stadium, you'll know. I guess it depends on the opponent, which hopefully the SEC will make Texas fans more enthusiastic, but they're not the, the loudest fans out there. I think I saw somebody put it best as Texas College Station is the worst city and the SEC, but one of the best game day environments in Texas is the best city in the SEC now, but one of the worst game day environments. What do you guys think about that? 
is Texas and Oklahoma, are they home records or what? Uh, Big yikes. I don't think home records that indicates like there's some marriage, which that's the beauty of the SEC. Like we're all family and we're all enemies. Like I love Chuck dearly. I've known him for most of my life, but when Ole Miss plays Arkansas, I want him to die. <laughs> and, and it's not personal. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very, personal. yeah, it's the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like, look, but, Alex is great. 364 other days, even basketball, baseball, that's fine. That's, but like, we're fine with that generally. But like, I don't want him to speak. I don't want him to say anything. And I feel like that kind of amplifies to all the schools in the SEC. We all love being part of the conference. We all love, you know, the SEC chant at the end of the games. We love being able to piggyback off of Alabama's success. And, say, and I don't, yeah, I don't know SEC if Texas one. is going to do any of that, by the way. That's the, I mean, that's one of my issues I was going to bring up is like, they better fall in. You got to fall in because if you don't, then you just become like, you know, sort of like the outcast from a cultural perspective. It, I think Texas A&M, that was one thing. And I can't speak too much for Missouri because I've spent more time with the A&M fan base and, you know, I know more about it just from my perspective they really fell in well. Like they came in with their whole cult thing and it is a cult. And you can't tell me differently. They came in with all their traditions and the ring and the dog and then this and then that. And at first, a lot of people were like, how could they possibly fit in with us? We have different traditions. And it's like, they actually fit in very well. Uh, Jack. <laughs> Sorry. We're about to um, add a fourth pod. Yeah, we have. Here. That's my son. Who's agreeing with me. Um, you know, I think they, they did a really good job blending in, um, you know, for a, a school like Texas, especially with the whole like horns down thing, <laughs> and all this stuff, you, you can't come in guns blazing, so to speak. Like, I think everybody's on board with like, yeah, let's get Texas and Oklahoma in. It's going to be bigger brands, whatever. Let's go for it. But it's not going to be a situation where you can just kind of siphon yourself off and not be like sitting with an equal seat at the table. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to throw a parade just because Texas is joining the conference. It's going to be more like, glad you're here. Now have a seat and let us talk. Here are the <laughs> rules on, on, on the chalkboard. Like we got to go over this. Yeah. Um, if, if Nick Saban scores for, you know, if they win 45 <laughs> to 10, they're going to do horns down. And they're going to do, do horns down. There's gonna, no going to. You know, yeah. We're going to make jokes on Twitter. And it's not here's personal. the thing about the horns down is. I'm going to go ahead and, and back. This is a Texas podcast, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and back that. That started off with a gun, with holstering the guns for Texas Tech. Texas actually holstered the guns. And then Texas Tech went crazy. And they got a foul. And they got a flag for that. And Mac Brown was like, well, then why can they do the horns down? And, and they don't get a flag for that. Then it had to be a rule. So that rule has been in place for a while. It's just it's just every offseason it, it comes up again as, as a favorite uh, ragging point on Texas. It's a slow news week. Somebody, somebody refresh the memory that exactly, exactly. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm jazzed about this move, but I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is like cultural fit for Texas. Uh, Texas fans aren't too keen on doing the sec chant. Uh, they aren't too keen. I mean, again, there are, there are more liberal university, when it comes to this going into places like Alabama, Auburn, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, I, you know, Austin doesn't really fit the mold of those places so much, maybe more Missouri, but yeah, you know, I, I'm going to be interested in seeing again, 
I guess we've already seen it sort of with West Virginia coming to town sometimes. Like, they have some pretty rowdy fans. Uh, but I don't know. I guess hopefully the name recognition from some of these teams brings more life out of Texas fans here. Uh, so Ole Miss did a home and home with Texas in 2012 and 2013, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, first one was in Oxford. One of the most fun games I've ever had. The Grove was packed. Texas fans made it a point to like get there the night before, which is when we do the Grove rush, which is where we all set up our tents. So we were so crazy. It's never been more busy. And I've been to the Grove many times in my life, and it's just never been more busy than it was that day. Because we weren't in the same conference, and it was just more one of those fun things. And because so many Texans go to Ole Miss, it's like our biggest out of state um, mm-hmm. population. Yeah. It was a lot so of my fun. Went there. Yeah, like it was so fun. And we were talking to Texas fans and talk about barbecue. And like it was so weird because there was no, I mean, this isn't weird for the Grove in general or really the SEC, but like there was just such camaraderie. And oh, it's so fun. I'm so glad we get to play y'all. And I believe we lost that game. I think we won the year after. Maybe it was reverse. I can't remember. Um, it would, but it was fun because it, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Right. So it wasn't like a, a conference matchup. It was just a fun game. And, Texas fans really showed out also like I've been to three games, three Ole Miss games that weren't conference games in Texas, the two cotton bowls and the kickoff weekend we did against Texas tech a few years, years back. Ole Miss fans travel. Well, they always, I remember the one of the cotton bowls, I think it was 2008. Um, the bars in the West end of Dallas literally ran out of alcohol like one of the bars in i think the western hotel (laughs) i'm just saying like they travel well so it's not that i don't think there's a my point is i don't think there's a natural clash between like oh this is so different i would really compare y'all's situation in terms of being in a city to vandy a little bit because vandy doesn't have this charming little college town right so it's in nashville so i don't think that's going to be weird i just think you know, it's like a it's like a learning curve. I think everybody's just going to have to get used to each other. Oklahoma is definitely a more natural fit in terms of the college town and the culture and everything else. There's no denying that. But it's not to say Texas can't fit. And think about all the celebrities you bring with you. Matthew McConaughey, Owen Wilson, famed SEC grad now. <laughs> Owen Wilson. I mean, there's going to be a lot of really cool crossover there that I think fans will embrace. Yeah, I, I guess I might be ragging on Texas fans too much, and I I usually do that. But you know, I, I wonder if it's just it was a new thing for Ole Miss, and you know, to, to travel to Ole Miss. I know Texas, like in the first ten years, is probably going to be like Texas fans are traveling to these places that are new to them, and you're going to see a lot of Texas fans. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, I've also seen the other side of Texas. I've grew up going to Texas games, and and there's the you know down in front fans, so. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be interested to see how this how this works out for Texas. I'm sure that the first few years are gonna be very, very interesting for Longhorn fans and very there's gonna be a lot of love there, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh you know, it's I wanna I hope I hope to God that Texas fans become a lot more rowdy. because uh, I've been championing championing that championing? Championing that championing that since I started this podcast. Uh real quick before we get into uh you know, the walkthrough of the SEC fan bases. We did talk about the Texas A&M fans, Alex. Have y'all noticed the online ceasefire between Texas and, and Oklahoma to just rag on Texas A&M? Have y'all joined? One of y'all joined and two do y'all like it? Because I love it. I mean, 
it's been fun to watch. It's always fun to watch that happen as an outsider, right? So when you don't have any skin in the game and you're just like, hmm, let me watch this play out. Michael happy. Jackson popcorn gif. I know it really, it really is. It, it not even just the fans, but like when the board of regents came out with that whole, like they're going to have a meeting about whatever it said. And you're like, Oh man, this is like a, this is like a thing. They're, they're really mad about it. And then you play both sides a little bit and you can kind of like make fun of it. A&M, but then you're like, I'm going to play the sec side. I'm going to defend them <laughs> because they're our brothers. So if you're not part of that, especially if you're not, you know, a Texas school, I think it's just fun to watch from the sidelines. I'm excited about it because I was telling Will this before, like we started recording, but like, you know, I don't, I don't really care. And like, it, it's actually going to be really exciting to have Texas and Oklahoma, like just from the Arkansas perspective, because Texas is, you know, was a really old rival for Arkansas back to like the 1800s, uh, even the pre Southwest conference days, even. So like, so that, that from that perspective, that's going to be great. Oklahoma, that's a natural rivalry for Arkansas, but like, it's not like we love A&M either, you know? So it's like, if somebody's getting dunked on, like, I'm for it. So, like, if it's Texas, that's great. If it's A&M, that's better. If it's Oklahoma, I get down with that. Like, you know, so whoever – if it's Ole Miss, Alex, you know I love that. So it's like, as long as somebody's getting, like, reverse dunked on, like Giannis, like, in the finals, <laughs> like, that, that's all I really care. And, hey, sometimes if it's Arkansas, like, I can I can roll with that too. So it's like, as long as there's somebody – as long as somebody ends up on a poster, I'm good with it. And this week it's been A&M. And – I'm fine with that. That's okay. Like they can go make their, uh, you know, do the 12th man thing and the, and the yells and they're going to need to do that. Can we, can we go through some of the greatest hits of this past week for Texas A&M real fast? Just, sure. just so I can live it as a fan. Uh, I just want to vocalize it. First I just, the you know, let, let's start off with when it broke, right? I think just, just to start off actually, before we get into this, I think one of the best parts as a Texas fan is not the fact that Texas is going to the SEC, I, like that's been a cool part of all of this, but really my favorite part about this whole entire week has been watching Texas A&M fans absolutely flip their shit. Five stages of grief, like happening, like, been, like different stages like that. Yeah, time. like watching Billy Lucci have to tweet tweet through it, like that was Chef's kiss stuff right there. Like that's is just for us ignorant fans. Is that the guy who runs Texags? Yes. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. So watching that play out live was probably one of the highlights of my time on Twitter. Like there have been some highlight, you know, it's, it's been on Twitter since probably 2011, 10, like good 10 years of Twitter. That's, that's, that's a highlight. It's watching, watching that play out live, uh, you know, watching Ross Bjork absolutely be blindsided by this and sec media days. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> is, nothing, gets past, nothing gets past Ross Bjork. I'm, I'm stunned right now. Like, what I saying? know, I know, right? But but watching him be blindsided and then have to tow the the Texags company line of well, we're the only team in Texas, and then watching that the, like five days later, eight days later, be like, no, Texas A&M is going to fall in line with this. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Watching the internal strife of Texas A&M fans, watching the Texags board just just light up, just. Beautiful. And then some of the videos coming out of that. I don't know if y'all saw the, uh, oh, what's that movie? Have y'all seen the one where the guy comes in, the Texas fan? Yeah. Bradley what? Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper goes in like humps Louis C.K., who's <laughs> Texas A&M. That's one of the best pieces of content I've seen on Twitter, <laughs> I think, ever. Oh, man. That's 
I don't know. What, what do y'all have any favorite moments from the past week? I don't know. It, again, like it doesn't. It's not that it doesn't mean as much to us. It's just, just again we get to observe. It just means more, really. It just, <laughs> like it's just so fun to observe it from afar because you don't have anything invested. I mean, as a native Texan, like you know, you grow up and you know the powers that be. Like I grew up in Dallas, so. I was, you know, very much more exposed to SMU and and TCU, but the idea in the back of my head growing up, even though it was never said out loud, was like, if I stayed here, I would probably end up going to UT and um, we're worse off for it. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously like that didn't happen, but just imagine that just a child's perspective. And we didn't even watch college sports in my house growing up until I got older and my dad was a huge Ole Miss fan and he kind of started watching it again. But like, so we were big Cowboys fans, but just to have those memories and not have any distinct memories. I just know that I remember that. I just know being very conscious of, of what they did and the brand and the burn orange and everything else. And so for me, it's, it's interesting just because it's certainly something I've bought into since I was a child, but you know, we all have our rivalries. So it's fun to watch pettiness play out with different teams when you don't have to defend anything. Yeah, just being kind of like removed from it for like a, a change has been really awesome. It's like, you know, your average Arkansas fan doesn't like A&M or Texas or Oklahoma. So it's like, all right, if they're just going to tear each other apart and they're going to, you know, punch each other out this summer, that's right. fine. Like, like uh, let's figure it out. Like, you know, it's more for the rest of us, you know, like, you know, Sam Pittman's just, he signed another top 20 class, top 25 class. And we're, we're going to, we're going to see what we got for him in 2025. You know, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. But like, it is funny that A&M, like for all and I, I was telling Will this too before. I was like, it's just AM finally breaks through. You know, they win 10 games. It was a COVID year, but, you know, it looks like the future's bright for AM. It's like, all right, onward and upward. We're Texas AM. You know, we're, we've, you know, we're, we've we got found our own fans. identity. Yeah, we, we finally got away from Texas and we've, we've carved out our niche in the SEC. And here we are. And then not seven months later, it's like, oh, Oh wait, who's that? What, what do we have here? Oh, it's Bevo. He's at the front door. <laughs> He's riding the boomer scooter up, or the boomer like, sumer scooter. Like, how did this happened? Oh no, we've been AM. It's really like a wrestling match. It's like I, I never was much into wrestling, but like I can see like A and M's like got the belt in the middle of the thing. They're like, yeah, we're the second best SEC team. You know, we've got silver. This is great. Is that Bevo's music? Oh my God, it's the Road Dog music. And Bevo just smacks them down with like a folding chair, knocks them clean oh, out, man. picks up the picks up the belt. Oh God, they're playing the eyes of Texas. Nah, 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 nah. And like, and then AM just they bleed out in the middle of the ring because like you can't come back from that. Is that a pizza slicer? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, he's got a taser. He's got a he's got a, a baseball <laughs> with the nails in it. How did this happen? It's just a very public depancing, is what it is. It's it's basically yeah. like we were talking earlier about home records and everything else, but like it really is like the dude just like stole your wife in front of everybody at the restaurant and you're like, Oh God, I've got to, I've got to like, I've got to smile and like, nod. like I can't like retaliate right now. I got to vote that that's cool. <laughs> it's like, this is like, this is great. Like, so, uh, so it's just been really funny. Like to see and the timing couldn't have been any better. Like that, that, that's the one thing I will say like, the timing of coupled with A&M finally, you know, only losing to Alabama by four touchdowns and, you know, winning 10 games. And then here comes Texas to, and again, if A&M's real, then it'll figure it out and it'll continue to win 10 games even after Texas and Oklahoma join. And, and that'll be a good day for them. I just, maybe it could happen, but I, I maybe not. I mean, I'm, I'm doubtful, but 
it's uh, it, that's been pretty funny. And yeah, the, the Texas, the unlikely Texas Oklahoma alliance has been everything. I mean, it's like because you know they hate each other more than anybody in the world, but they also hate A and M. So it's like, all right, we'll we'll worry about our beef in October at the state fair. But we, you know, we're, it's too easy. Yeah, it's exactly. just too easy. My mom has an arsenal of Oklahoma jokes that she has ready at any oh. time for when she not 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 OU jokes. The literal state of Oklahoma. My, my mother as well. I feel like every <laughs> Texas mother has a good arsenal of, of how much Oklahoma is a terrible state. Jokes. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember any of them right now, but they're all the Why same. Why does Texas either. not fall into the ocean? Why? Oh, I know this one. I it, can't remember. Oh, wait, I, I was going to answer it, but now I'm, I'm interested in if Alex can remember it. I know she tells this one all the time. She would be so mad at me right now. Give me the punchline. I can't remember. Because Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> it what's the oh I can't I'm not gonna waste time on this podcast trying to remember. There's another one about um the only good thing about Oklahoma is like what is it, the sign saying Texas or some something headed south? I don't know. It's a funny joke when she tells it, but <laughs> my mother's yeah. jokes are funny. <laughs> Just trust me. She's a funny person. Um, yeah. So I think that's really fun to watch, especially from a, you know, it's funny. A few years ago, side note, I dated a guy who, you know, I went to Ole Miss. He actually graduated from Mississippi State. I had never dated anybody who went there, not out of pettiness. I just didn't. But he was from Oklahoma and I was from Texas. I didn't consider this a big deal because I'm an adult person. I know this story. Sorry. Who's mature. And who doesn't like judge her romantic partners based on where they went to school. It's just me. He was so proud of himself for not only dating an Ole Miss girl, but an Ole Miss girl who was from Texas because he thought it was just the height of all maturity. This man was nearly 40 (laughs) and he was like, can you believe I'm dating a Texas girl? And I'm like, really? It's that important to you? Anyway, shout out if you're out there. (laughs) He's listening to this podcast. I know. You know, you know, you are really interested, but so before we get into our next part of this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and Alex, go ahead and feel free to join in if you want. Talk about our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. So Homefield Apparel a few weeks ago launched their Texas line of T-shirts and jackets. It's pretty cool. I really like the Texas script one, but you guys should go ahead and check it out on the Home Field Apparel. It, some really cool designs. They take a lot of the old logos, the retro logos, and really give it a, another life, a second life on some really, really comfortable shirts. I'm, I'm currently wearing one right now. I know Alex has a Bevo shirt somewhere in her apparel. Yes, I have my collection. My Home Field collection is obnoxious. I think at this point I have like 20 shirts or something, and they're the softest shirts in the world. And they always look cool, and it doesn't matter if it's not your school. Somebody will stop and ask you where you got it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's. I I think it's the closest I've come to since graduating from college buying another team's apparel. The te- I, I know. I'm sorry, Chuck. The Tennessee line was was pretty cool looking. The Minnesota line, man. I think Minnesota's Golden Gopher might be the best mascot, or some of their old logos. That's that was just too cool. Some of that stuff. So, as a lover of football history and, and college football history, I know Alex is as well. It's a really cool brand. You guys can get also fifteen percent off on anything you buy 
your first purchase there using the promo code fourth and five. So go ahead and do it. Also, uh, Alex and I, we have another podcast uh, called Ain't Slay Nobody. So, you don't know, if you're into Lovecraft or gameplays or, you know, just generally having fun and being a good person, uh, there's we have our merch over there at Home Field Apparel as well. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Ain't Slay Nobody. I always say, have you ever thought about playing Dungeons and Dragons, but you just decided to listen to a podcast about it instead? Yeah. <laughs> you will love Ain't Slay Nobody. Yeah. I love it. It's a great, it's a great show. Cuppy Cup does a wonderful job there. So, y'all, I think it's time for you guys to walk me through what to expect in the SEC. Texas jumping in there, and they're going to be meeting a lot of new people, uh, a lot of new fan bases that they might not have met in their entire life. So, please, let's start off with our favorite. We just got done talking about them, Texas A&M. I feel like Texas fans have a pretty good idea here, so this is going to be more... Me asking you, what have y'all's experience been like with Texas A&M fans, not the Good Bull Hunting guys? Because the Good Bull Hunting guys, they're a different breed. Yeah, I've, I've loved A&M fans. I thought they've been great. I mean, from the beginning, it, we you know, and I made the joke earlier about it being a cult. They have very interesting traditions. We cannot deny this. I was fascinated by it at first, though. Even when you hear about it, like when you see it in person and the yell leaders and everything, I think there was this sort of not a shift, but just this kind of awe that a lot of us had for that fan base and the dedication they had and um, the, the traditions and everything else. Because I think each school in the SEC comes with its own unique traditions that sets them apart. So that fit really well, I think. It's just like, hey, that's weird. Cool. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but like, and you know, that, oh, so I will say that first year they were in the SEC um, in 2012 and they had Manziel. And Ole Miss almost beat them. And at the last minute, you know, they lost. And then the next year I was like, I was either nine months pregnant or with a newborn and they lost in the last, you know, a few seconds again. I was so Seems mad at like them. Seems like a common right, well, occurrence. <laughs> um, but like, even then. that happened to Ole Miss. Shut up. Even then though, I think it's because I didn't really have anyone in my friend group or just people I knew who went to AM. I couldn't be mad at their fans about it. I, it was probably the only team where I could just be like mad at the circumstances and you know whatever that's yeah. my take you go ahead chuck uh i know one a&m fan in my in my entire life and uh i mean he's a nice guy i went to college with him and like he's okay but like uh i mean they're gonna be furious about about texas and it's gonna be really funny and you know they kind of have really liked to boast about being the only you know texas team in the sec and what that means and, and everything like that um yeah. So that, yeah, that, that was the case, but you know, so it's, you know, so that's going to be fascinating. You know, they're going to end up in the same pod or division or whatever else, you know, they're going to play every year. Um, you know, that they've, they've made a big show about never wanting to play Texas again, you know, no interest in playing Texas. And now they're about to get it every year, uh, you know, in a conference game and, and everything else. So it's, you know, it's almost like what goes around comes around in some ways. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be absolutely furious. I mean, that they're, They've already demolished a very expensive bottle of brandy. They've uh they've cleared one <laughs> shelf on their bookshelf right now, uh, and it's just the the place is a wreck right now. Like there's a rage swipe. Yeah, it was just one like it was it was one of, it was the old like in, you know the Encyclopedia Britannica is like the twenty like book set. They're all on the floor right now. They they emptied out their dirty clothes hamper 
are just furious. And they're sitting in the middle of the floor, just sweating. And they're, they're kind of crying too. And they're just like, I hate this. Like, this is, we can't keep getting away from this. It's the Jesse Pinkman gift come to life. That's your, that's your A&M fan right now. And honestly, like Oklahoma is going to walk because like, as mad as they probably don't want to mess with Oklahoma either, but you know, Oklahoma's kind of like sneaking in the back door. Like, Hey, we're as much to blame as anybody, but Texas is going to get the brunt of it. So the oh, A&M yeah. fans are, are the A&M fans to me are the big losers here. Furious. Because- Furious yes. with with Texas, disappointed in Oklahoma, and, and I think I feel like Texas had you know their like fan base has something to do with it because we're a very loud fan base online. Again, we're just a very you know we're just an easy punching bag when it comes to that type of stuff because we're big, so we're an easy target. Oklahoma is like everybody's happy they have a good team because otherwise they really would have nothing else to be excited about. <laughs> They had that one Trey Young year in basketball. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about just like as a state and as a as a university. And just like if they didn't have that, then they would have nothing. It would be really sad. Uh, so everybody's like, okay, we'll, we'll give you that. But Texas, they have a lot of stuff. So like we can, we can rag on them. Uh, anyways, Arkansas. Speaking of rivals, uh, this is going to be interesting because Texas and Arkansas are supposedly rivals. I never really knew that growing up. Uh, I knew it was something like Texas has a part of their song where it's like, give them hell, give them hell. And then one of the variations of it is make them eat shit, which I believe came from make the hogs eat shit. Um, <laughs> you know, right. so they have some good, good tradition there. You know, there's the 1969 there's game, which was the last, you know, Don't Dixie's know last stand. Don't know anything about it. That uh, type of stuff. Did, did they play that year? <laughs> they, I, you know, I don't know. Actually, nice. funnily enough, a note on that year. So Arkansas is number two, Texas number one. Arkansas blew a 14 nothing lead, lost the game 15-14. to And uh, this is way before my time, obviously. But uh, so the Hogs had to settle for the Sugar Bowl where they lost to the Mississippi Rebels. So uh, I believe uh, that was 1970, but yes. It was the 70 bowl, but it was the 69 season. Nice. 69 oh, yeah. season. And like, so, but yeah, but it was uh, Archie, Archie Manning. Nice. And uh, so basically – this is uh, talking about the 69 season is, is my own personal hell uh, w- with you two fine folks. Uh, this is the worst case scenario, but yeah, that was, that was the most <laughs> famous game, obviously, but th- they've had some other ones too. You know, the sixties, Arkansas and Texas were arguably, I guess Alabama would throw its hat in the ring, but you know, we're probably the two, two of the top three or four teams in the whole nation, you know, wins and conference titles and all that. Mm-hmm. 1970s were fairly competitive. And then, you know, Arkansas, you know, people forget this. But Arkansas was the, kind of the school that started the whole like move to the conference championships in the first place in 1990 when they left the Southwest Conference for the SEC. Uh, they got South Carolina to fall in as well. But, you know, apparently a lot of, to do with it was an ongoing beef with Texas, uh, you know, uh, no pun intended. But, uh, you know, basically, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they were, you know, they were old rivals. Uh, you know, so your old heads, like guys older than us, you know, people older than us, 40s and older that's who will really appreciate this. But I mean, like you guys, I'm a big appreciator of like the, the history of college football and stuff. So it is, it's going to be really cool in September when Texas comes to Fayetteville, it's going to be really cool when uh, we play again in a conference uh, championship, you know, a conference game. Yeah. Conference championship or a pod championship or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I'll just, you know, I think about Ken Hatfield returning that punt in 1964 for the, the eventual national champion, Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, it's just uh, there's a lot of history there just because they played for so long and there were some really classic games. 
And uh, so it's going to be really cool for me because I never, I never got like the Texas, the hatred because like we just haven't played that much. And like Arkansas has had some success against Texas, which is abnormal when you look at the all time record. But like since I've really been a fan, I mean, you know, I was telling you like a couple of bowl games, home which and away here and there. Yeah, which, which didn't happen. Right. Yeah, they didn't count. They were, you know, so it's like, but that's really it. Like to me, you know, Oklahoma is as much like almost like animosity wise. Like I almost hate Oklahoma more than Texas, like just for me personally, because that's another border state. And I know several Oklahoma fans, only a few of which I like, you know, so it's like, that's going to be the thing, but it's, I think it's just going to be really cool from an Arkansas perspective because of Mm -hmm. that history, because it is the university of Texas, the university of Arkansas. And, uh, uh, it's just going to be a it's going to be a good time, and we're going to get a, a sneak preview of it September 11th this year, and I'll be there, and I'm going to be plastered drunk. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to come through with bail for me. So that, that's yeah. those are kind of my thoughts. And and really, the Texas and Arkansas kind of matchups are the reason that Texas has the brand that they do, not just because they have a, a ginormous student population and you know a state, and, and they you know a, a very fertile TV ground, but really, I mean, it is the TV stuff. And Alex, as a college football history buff i mean you probably already know this and you like this but you know the 1960s were kind of like the growth like the real big growth of college football and that's when texas kind of became its own you know came into its own and kind of became a a power uh and it just coincided with the fact that there was only five channels on tv and one of them just happened to be Texas or Oklahoma or Arkansas or USC or Notre Dame or any of the big schools. Right. And Texas was the big one amongst them. Some of the biggest TV ratings that probably will never be beaten in college football from the sixties, because again, there's five channels and they're only showing Texas. And that's the reason Texas is a blue blood because you look at like Texas versus Alabama and they, you know, Alabama has so many Heisman's and championships Versus compared to Texas, but Texas was good in the sixties and that's when it counted. So, you know, and they were playing Arkansas and stuff. So some of those matchups were, were are the reason Texas is what, what they are now. But Alex, tell me about Arkansas fans. No. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I would like to point out that the first college football's first major primetime game was Ole Miss in Alabama. Uh, hmm. I, just wanted, I just wanted to throw out that factoid. Um, here's the deal. So, as I said, I spent the second half of my childhood in Arkansas, came into my own in Arkansas. I was a teenager who started to be a football fan when I was in Arkansas because Arkansas is one of the States in the sec that only has one sec school. There really wasn't competition in terms of people deciding where they were going to go to school. There was like, what was your specialty going to be? So, if you wanted to go to the big school, you went to Arkansas. But, you know, if you were a musician, for example, you might go to like University of Central Arkansas or Arkansas State. Um, Charlie and I went to both those schools, actually. And um, I have a long college history anyway. So. Decor- decorated, though. Long and decorated. <laughs> I started at Ole Miss, transferred to Arkansas State, went back to Ole Miss. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and so I don't really have like an issue with the fans. It's just so isolated. So you're either an Arkansas fan or you're not. And that's just how it goes. And even people who go to Arkansas State or Arkansas Tech or any of the other schools, they're either Arkansas fans or they're not. And my animosity (laughs) toward Arkansas has really just been probably over the past 10 or so years. I would say when Houston Nutt came to Ole Miss is when it got fun, right? So it was like, you know, people like 
Charlie and a lot of my friends, like it was kind of fun to go back and forth about that. Um, and, but you know, then 2015 happened and <laughs> they knocked us out of the sec championship game. It, I can't even talk about it. By the most absurd circumstances. <laughs> the most absurd, like you could, absurd circumstances. Like, they could try that on a pra- an empty practice field and not pull it off again. Uh-uh. Couldn't do it. Like I would say 99 times out of 100, it's not going to happen. But this was the one time it did. And so it's like a joke for me that I hate Arkansas fans. I really don't. Fayetteville's a lovely town. Um, it's basically in Oklahoma, you know, as far as like how far away it is. It takes a while to get there. It's gorgeous in the fall. They have a really lovely nightlife i mean it's really nice yeah yeah but tell me what's a stereotypical arkansas fan like like give me a stereo <laughs> give me a caricature and then i want to see if chuck is like yeah he, she's right okay wearing a hog hat like mm-hmm. a hat with a hog on it um oh this is i gotta be careful i have too many people <laughs> in arkansas who are gonna come for me if i say this definitely a hog hat or a hog nose you know like the little nose um kind of belligerent about stuff and that's not saying that my fan base isn't for the record. I'm just saying like, if they beat you, they're going to get in your face a little bit and tell you that they beat you. Um, one time after an Arkansas Ole Miss game, we had won. It was Houston Nets first year. So, at, so this was in Fayetteville and we were leaving the stadium and we won that game and it was kind of cool. And this one girl <laughs> turns to me and she's like, well, at least we have class. <laughs> And then she did a shot out of a, a Timberland. Like, so yeah. it was like, <laughs> and I mean, that's not uncommon. That's not unique to Arkansas. That's pretty much every SEC fan base. Um, you know, they're, they're into, it's just, it's very, it's not just a school to them. It's the entire state that they're wrapped up in that they're proud of. Not to say that other SEC schools aren't that way, but like when you look at A&M, for example, they're not representing the whole state of Texas, even though they've been the only SEC team from there. Um, you look at Florida, it's very much a school brand. It's Gators. It's Florida. Arkansas is the state of Arkansas. Like if you shit on them, you are shitting on the state. That's why I have to be careful because my mom still lives there. <laughs> she is like a dry cleaner who will seek revenge if he listens to this. Um, and I've, to, I personally haven't seen anything like it. I'd compare it to Georgia probably in terms of just the full state pride that kind of goes along with the school pride. What do you think, Charlie? Is that... Uh, headline Alex McDaniel compares Arkansas football to Georgia football. We love it. <laughs> we love that. That's what I've gleaned from this. Uh, that's, I mean, that's and probably culture. Fair. And I mean, co- yeah, the whole thing, like, yeah, Fayetteville and Athens are pretty similar, you know, uh, that's <laughs> probably not far off. I mean, okay. th- th- there are some really like, there are some pretty, you know, I nice haven't town. given, I haven't given Alex too hard a time in the past. Maybe 2015 was probably bad just because it was so absurd. Um, <sighs> And I, I, I've always said it was absurd, but it was like, uh, she's probably right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it is a big deal. Like, I mean, and pretty much anybody, like people who aren't even like, you know, college sports fans, they're like, oh, hey, I saw the Hogs beat Tennessee. That was cool. You know, or like, oh, are the Hogs ever going to win another game? Like, you know, and it's like, it's, it's like, it's like a 50 year old woman at the grocery store. Like, I just couldn't believe the Hogs lost that game. And it's like, are you like watching? Like, like, I mean, you know, so it's like, it is like a conversation piece because like, it's like that one shred of common ground because it's definitely not politics in Arkansas. Um, you know, it's definitely not. So it's like, but you, you know, you could bring up like, you know, the football game or Sam Pittman or, you know, Brett Bielema and somebody's got to take, you know, like whether it's good, bad, you know, whatever else, like, you know, Eric Musselman, like, you know, somebody's going to have an opinion about it because 
you know, you really just can't get away from it. You know, it's, it's, it always leads the, the sports cast, you know, for the, all the news stations, uh, you know, it's on the front of the pay, you know, of the paper, you know, Twitter, it's a big deal. So it's like, I mean, um, it, 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 it is, I, I say it's unique. I know there are a lot of places like that, but it's definitely like the, the only thing I will contend with is like Alex said, like it's one of the few schools in the SEC that only has one school in the state, but there's no other Mississippi SEC teams other than the Mississippi Rebels. So, I mean, that's true. I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, people forget that. Like, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead. Miss is in the Sun Belt, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's actually, there is one LSU. Mm. Mm. Texas fans have had some experience with LSU fans from the last year. I mean, from my experiences, they show up th- five days early, stake out an acre for their tailgate and are blindly drunk by the time they get to the stadium. Can you guys finish off this caricature for me here? I mean, yeah, it's to me, like I would say it's Ole Miss on steroids in terms of they are absolutely like the best partiers. And I really defend our tailgating culture because I do think it's the best in the nation. However, I think LSU, you're going to have better food. You're going to have a better experience. You're probably going to black out. Um, they are shameless. Like some of the best and worst experiences of my life at a football game have happened because of LSU. (laughs) It's like, you just never really know what you're going to get. They show up in their purple and their like furs and their big tacky hats if they're so inclined, but it's some of the best tailgating and the most fun you will ever have at a game. And death Valley at night is nowhere anyone should want to be. But even if you're on the losing end, like it's the most electric environment in college football. To me, like bar none. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not quite as uh, warm and fuzzy about the LSU's. <laughs> um, there, uh, there's not much to like there. The, the the drunk part's absolutely true. I mean, you'll just see them swigging out of an antifreeze bottle. Um, you know, they're 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 very until the Joe Burrow team two years ago. They were they were very rested on their laurels, um, and uh, you know, obviously from the Arkansas perspective, you know, it's I mean played them every year since 1992. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Texas, uh, now they've had some history too in bowl games, Texas and LSU, but, um, their, their fans, they're very passionate. I mean, that, that's, I will say that, you know, that they're all about it, you know, win, lose or draw, but they're, um, they're, they're going to get, they're going to wear your nerves. They're, they're very A&M and, uh, you know, I hate the color scheme. Um, I hate, I mean, I would be cool to go to death Valley at night, but I would also probably get shanked because, um, I mean, I, I would not be, you know, I would not blend in or whatever. So it would be, it would be very interesting, but um, you know, it's another big brand um, and uh, you know, they've had some recent, you know, success and all that. I mean, we'll see what happens with the coach. O, but yeah, the LSU people, like they, they love their tigers. And I think it going back to what Alex was saying about the, the only big school in the state, you know, like they, they're kind of, you can follow all the other ones, Monroe, Louisiana, you know, Lafayette, but, but everybody, I think kind of Tulane. gets in behind LSU Tulane, Yeah. Home field apparel, shout out. Um, Real real fast. uh, Let's go ahead and look at these Mizzou fans. I think Texas fans have a good idea here, but what is a Mizzou fan like? I've never met one. So, um, (laughs) good. That's a good, a good character of a Mizzou fan right there. They're they're, they're almost like the, uh, they're almost like uh, Buster Bluth on Arrested Development. You know, you, you, you don't, you know, they're to be seen and not heard. Um, that, that's a lot yeah. like a Missouri fan. Like they, they just kind of blend in. They go with the flow. They've got a rock pile in their end zone, so they're just you know they're they're vibing, man. It's all vibes in Columbia. 
they're another school that's a good example of like they were already elite on their own like you know the sec joining the sec i mean yeah like i would have liked to have gone to their journalism school i mean they're oh okay we're talking like that i thought you meant like sports wise i just mean like it what i mean is it's not a case of they weren't relevant you know sports wise of course but like that they weren't relevant on a broad scale i guess is what i'm trying to say um before they got in the sec but they they kind of keep to themselves you know i don't i know some mizzou fans they're fine um i've never been to columbia so i can't speak to the atmosphere there i just think like you know they're like your friendly neighbors who you're like oh yeah you know you go home you haven't been home in a while and then you're like oh i totally forgot mrs johnson in her garden that's mizzou <laughs> All right. (laughs) Chuck, tell me about these Ole Miss fans. What are they like? Uh, I mean, they're not all like Alex, who's so, you know, personable and outgoing. You know, I mean, they're, you know, a lot of the caricatures kind of like based on like looks, you know, kind of your your tall, skinny guys with like the like the the, the swoop and all that, you know, the shades, you know. Not not pit vipers exactly, but like you know that they definitely have some sunglasses. The croakies going on, um, you know the, the the women wearing you know nice dresses and things like that. But they're honestly not that bad. Um, I knew some bad ones like when I was like growing up because as Alex was saying in Northeast Arkansas, it's kind of a really strange cesspool of Arkansas, Tennessee, Ole Miss, you know fans. So it's like you really don't know like who's going to come for you. But like uh, I mean, they're honestly fine on the whole. Like I prefer Ole Miss to a lot of the other fans. Um, but, uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're great hosts, you know, the, the, the Grove wouldn't be the Grove if it were like a not, not a cool place to hang out. Uh, you know, a very cool culture and tradition around town, you know, I mean, my guy Ernie Hemingway, you know, is from there or he at least went to school there. I love Ernie. So I, I call him Ernie. Like, I mean, so. do you think that's a joke? Is that a joke? What? No, he's Faulkner, no, he, not Hemingway. Where's Hemingway from? Not Ole Miss. It's Vaughn Hemingway stadium. After Ernest Hemingway, we're gonna have to edit this out. This it's is bad. Named no, after, this, this is staying in here. It was, <laughs> it was named after William Hemingway, <laughs> who was serious? a judge and like the first athletic director of the school. I thought all the authors went there. That's why I was Hemingway. Oh wow, this is really embarrassing. I'm no, this is no, this is the best. Don't cut this. Please. This, this has got to stay. Honestly, just for you know, they're um, yeah, Faulkner too, though. Faulkner too, though. He was also good. My idea of an Ole Miss fan from knowing the Texas people who go to Ole Miss is like fraternity brothers or yes. fraternity or sorority girls, sundresses, high heels, big hats. Uh, guys are wearing, what is it? The, the lines. What's, the, what's the suits with the lines? Seersucker. Seersucker suits. Only in season. Like pastel khaki short pants or shorts with Lots the vineyard vines. Yes, of course. The Costa. Uh, sunglasses, definitely. The, the, the glasses are a must, um, and, and they're drunk. Yes. So they, they that's my idea of Ole Miss. Is that is that correct? We may not win every game, but we never lose a party. Okay, Mississippi State. Alex, tell me about these guys. <laughs> what are what are Mississippi Stop State laughing. fans? Very good. Okay, so here's my thing. All right, because again, I'm not going to get in trouble for this. Growing up, my dad hated Mississippi State. And what's funny about that is we came from a big Mississippi State family. My dad was the only Ole Miss fan in his entire family because he grew up like 40 minutes from Starkville. 
So um, he was already the rebel, so to speak, no pun intended. Um, But for me, not growing up in Mississippi, I didn't understand how fierce the rivalry was until I got there. And then I ended up spending almost 10 years in Oxford between work and undergrad and grad school. And then there was so the I dog really, pee incident and two, two dog pee incidents. And so and that shaped college football. It is a nasty, nasty rivalry. But just to speak to Mississippi State itself, you know, I just I love Mississippi and I love good people. And I just think it's a lot of good people. There's this idea, which is obviously just a stereotype and it's false that, you know, Ole Miss, because it was the oldest, the flagship university of the state, that it's like the rich lawyers and businessmen and doctors and that Mississippi state is more the people's university. It's the farmers. It's, you know, um, the people who work with animals, like it's a, it's the vet school. If you're going to be a vet, you go there. If you want to oddly enough, the Texas A&M of Mississippi. Exactly. And so the school itself and the town itself, I think is lovely. The rivalry between those two schools is the nastiest rivalry in college football period. And people will argue about that because they say, well, they don't win enough. They're not relevant enough to be that. I'm telling you, there's nothing meaner than these two schools going after each other. And just like, what was it a few years ago, they got in a fight on the field during the egg ball and the entire, the whole field was ejected. Like everybody got a penalty (laughs) because it was so bad. And I think the NCAA case from a few years ago really ramped that up. So it's interesting because I think like as a school by itself, it's great. Uh, I love the, you know, the fans, like it's wonderful to meet them, but those two schools together, you don't want to be at the egg bowl ever. It's so not what's a, a Mississippi time. state fan. Uh, you know, obviously. So I was a young guy and uh, I went to the 1998 game. There it was a big game, Arkansas, Mississippi state. And obviously all I remember are the, the cowbells, and I saw a lot of overalls, oh, coveralls I that day. Those. Oh, the cow- well, you're not supposed to bring them in. You know, there's, there, you know, no, no cowbells in the stadium. I don't know where those came from. That's no crazy. No noisemakers. Yeah, no, no, no artificial noisemakers. We're, we're, we're on the up and up here in Starkville. Klingalingalingalinga. It was incredibly annoying, and it remains incredibly <laughs> annoying. Uh, and it's even more annoying that they they think they're above the law that they still continue to bring them in. But anyway, they're. They're honestly, they're fine. I mean, the Mississippi state people I know, like I, I used to live like two doors down from some Mississippi state people. Like they both went to school. There was a man and a woman. Uh, they were okay. I mean, they, I think they were fair. now they have been on, they, they've been filling themselves a little bit since the college world series. Yes. I've had to remind several of them that Arkansas <laughs> actually swept them in baseball this year. Arkansas <laughs> choked, but, but they, they have definitely, I could see state kind of like, this, you know, now they're kind of like starting like the summer of George, the summer of state a little bit, you know, kind of like, you know, hey, we're back in this thing. Like, you know, we, we finally won a, a team championship. So things are looking up. It's like, all right, now hold on, state. Like the stars align for you guys. And that's great. We're happy for you. But just stay in your lane a little bit. OK, like go back to your your cowbells, you know, go mess with your cows and your your plants and and let, let, let the grownups handle this this football business. You've got Mike Leach. Speaking Mike of Leach, though, Mike Leach. Don't forget about Mike Leach. He's oh, going to yeah. be highly entertaining. Oh, yeah. Love him. Love Speaking Mike of Leach. that baseball, Vandy, <laughs> give me a quick rundown. What's a Vandy fan? Very have you ever met one? Thoughtful. I, I have. I've been to a couple games in Nashville at Vanderbilt, uh, and th- they like the football, but they're, uh, they're, if they win, that's great. If they don't win, that's okay. Like Vandy They know what they're there for. They're... Uh, you know they're they're cool with whatever they're they're very accommodating. Uh, they're they're probably a lawyer or a doctor or both. 
uh, which is even more <laughs> impressive. Um, the, yeah. the, 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 they're cool. They're, they're going to be, they're going to, you know, honestly, it doesn't move the needle for them either way because, you know, Vanderbilt football is what it is. Uh, they compete in other sports, but uh, they're very thoughtful, thoughtful people, I would say, is what Vanderbilt fans are. I have, a, fair, I have two friends. I have a few friends who are Vandy grads now, but one of my favorite videos is watching them when they beat Tennessee and as the Tennessee, it's the SAA house. And as the Tennessee bus travels by it, it's them <laughs> dancing jauntily to Rocky top, like, <laughs> like drunken buffoons, just blasting it at the Tennessee bus. Yes. That's actually one of my favorite videos. I mean, here's the thing. They're, they're smart. If you try to trash talk them about sports, they're just going to remind you like you couldn't get into our school if you try. <laughs> so it's like, have you know, they're, they're people who made 30 and above on their ACTs and they get to live in Nashville, which I, I love college towns that are actually cities. And I think it's like, they've really carved out a really great thing in Nashville in terms of their nightlife and their college scene. That's, it's not separate from the city, but it's distinct. Um, Austin jr. The fair fair. Yeah. I would say that. Um, but yeah, they're fine. What about the other side of that state? Um, they're Chuck, loud. You you sound like you have you look like you have some words. He's the one to, I, to comment. I on don't this. I I don't like them, and there are so good many reasons, Rocky Top. Come on, man! What a good song. There's, Rocky now, Top. Rocky I also love the video of the Vanderbilt people rubbing their nose in it because they play that song thirty times a game. Like after <laughs> oh, every Texas fans, down. you guys you guys don't know who you just invited. To the to your conference, and Oklahoma that's get old too. Yeah, like it's it's all going to get old. That's what I'm saying. Oklahoma like, outplayed Tennessee in their own stadium. Like the boom. I'm not talking about like football. I'm talking about their band. Literally, continuously, like did not stop. There was no breaks in between Boomer Sooner the entire game in 2015. The, the, they just look. Your Tennessee fan, they're. They're probably an Atlanta Braves fan. Uh, you know, they're probably a Dallas Cowboys fan. They're, they're perpetually stuck in the 90s, you know. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, you know, that they're wearing their Garth Brooks Tour t-shirt. You know, Love going uh, to Dollywood. Yeah, they're all about Dollywood. You know, that they have Lithuania just shine. got sponsored by the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's always 1998 if you're a Tennessee fan. And, and, and they like it that way. That's how they prefer it, you know. Uh, Joe Payton. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, and even T. Martin was the guy who, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, your, your Tennessee fans are stuck in the past. They were sick of Phil Fulmer, but now they want Phil Fulmer back. You know, don't know what you got till it's gone. And um, that's about as nice as I can be about Tennessee fans. Pay me a caricature, Alex. Um, it's, it's hard to do a caricature because I do know a lot of Tennessee fans and some of my family loves Tennessee. Um, Give me the average. Just somebody who loves wearing that damn orange. It's a, it's a loud, it's not a burnt orange. Who's the real UT here? Oh. And what's the better orange? Y'all can feel, well, I mean, y'all are the better Texas orange. Texas is the better orange. Easily. But it's, y'all can duke it out for UT. I mean, they're the people who are like, they get so pumped about the Alabama game every year because <laughs> this could be their year. Like, what if this is the time they beat them? And there's a, a section of the fan base who considers Alabama their real rival. And Alabama fans like to joke that they're not, but you know, they're just good East Tennessee people. They get to tailgate on the water. And I think that's a big, like one up to a lot of us, you know, what's it called? The, um, volunteer Navy, volunteer Navy. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, come on, sailgating, amazing. So I don't know. They're loud. They wear bad colors and they're on a boat. Cool. I would, I would, I would add this. Is it a good thing that we're on a college football podcast and the best thing we could come up with them is their tailgating on the waters? I mean, that says a lot about Tennessee. It says a lot about the SEC too, though. Because uh, also true. Also true. We yeah. all cling to our traditions about like that's what I'm saying. Think about Mandy, think about anything. You come after my school, we're gonna tell you our tailgating's better. Like <laughs> we're always gonna find something to say, like, okay, but we do this really, really well. So get out of our face. And I think that's you know. So how do you attack Alabama? And what are their fans like? They're pretty bad, man. They're I live bad. in Alabama, so <laughs> I have a unique perspective. I have many friends who are Alabama grads. So again, anything I say is truly just stereotyping. Um, again, very loud, but justifiably so. Most people, most of the fans, especially most of the friends I have, can't remember a life before Nick Saban. So they don't remember Alabama being bad ever. And it's, you know, two of the greatest days of my life were the Ole Miss games in 2014 and 2015. We beat them two years in a row. And the second year was in Tuscaloosa. And I had I had no enemies. I had no one to attack. I just felt so like vindicated. <laughs> like, it's just so nice to be in Tuscaloosa and have to witness people bummed out about something because they never have anything to be bummed out about. So I don't think they're like, too obnoxious though if you're an auburn fan you have a different perspective on that obviously that rivalry there can bring out some nastiness but they're just it's you know at some point you just got to give it to them be like okay fine you've won many championships good for you (laughs) (laughs) and not just sec championships national championships national oh oh, oh, yeah yeah yeah. i think we're aware chuck what do you think of them yeah i mean uh i i know a couple who actually you know, like their dads were like Alabama fans or whatever. And like, they actually have been with them through Mike Shula, you know, like Mike, the Mike price era and all that stuff. And and they actually are like big Alabama fans. I, I just love an Alabama loss because of the chaos it causes online. You know, is mm-hmm. Nick washed up? Is it time to move on from Nick? You know, can we get Kirby over? Smart? Is the dynasty finally dead? Like, and it's like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's Alabama. No, it's it's not. Nick Saban. They it's and, and like, it sounds counterintuitive. It was like, oh, the Arkansas fans like making fun of us, but it's like it's really stupid. Like, I mean, they lose one game, you know, one game, not even one game a year on average. It doesn't seem like, and then it's like mm-hmm. it's this huge fallout. It's like, you know, it's just it's very interesting. But I, the, the real Alabama fans I know, they're not like the online Alabama fans, and that's that's a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a big compliment. So um, I don't mind Alabama fans, um, and honestly, like. I, I don't even really like I, I'm kind of the opposite of the Tennessee fans I was describing because like I don't even really get fired up or bummed out about Arkansas playing Alabama anymore because I'm just like, all right, this is a loss. We're going to move yeah, on. Just, you, you factor it in at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's like, okay, we know we're going to lose to Alabama, but if we pull this out, you know, if, if we can say here's the reason the y'all yeah. love Texas and Oklahoma joining is because it means that Auburn and Alabama probably going to the east. If anything, That's great too. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm a selfish person. So, like, if we can do that, if we can move them east, because Auburn's dominated Arkansas lately, too. Um, again, like, Texas and Oklahoma, not going to be a picnic, but, like, we know what Alabama is. We know what Auburn – well, and with Gus gone, we'll see what happens at Auburn. But um, Gus they have a Scientologist. Really a- <laughs> they have a Scientologist. <laughs> How's that going to go over on the plains? But, 
but Gus got it, got it up for Arkansas regularly too. He loved kicking the crap out of the hogs. So like now that he's gone, if like if Auburn truly does move to the East, Hey, let's go, let's figure it out. Like uh, sign me up. I'm in it. I'm into it. Pods, huge divisions. I'm, I'm interested in it. Alex, yeah, you're yeah. the Alabama person. Tell me about their Scientology worshiping. What, what are they like? I think it was Holly Anderson who made the joke. Like, what if he's not a Scientologist, but he just talked about science once and everyone got real mad. (laughs) It started on a Texas fan board back when he was an offensive coordinator here as a joke. And it took on a life of its own Uh, shaggy Bevo back way back in the day. So I'm, I think I'm biased because I, I have probably more Auburn friends than I do Alabama friends, not intentionally. It just worked out that way. Um, And especially my, tight group of friends in Alabama are mostly Auburn people mainly because they all knew each other. So this, again, I wasn't recruiting, but like, I, I love Auburn. I love the town. I love, I just think it's so charming. You know, I mean, I still get mad when we play each other and I still use that Marshall Henderson gift and I'll use it till the day I die of when we beat them. But to me, like they're one of the easiest fan bases to get along with. Even if they, even in years when they are really good and they kick your ass at various sports, there's just not, again, they've kind of, they've got that mentality of like, they're the people's university, even though they've certainly, you know, they got a gold medalist today. Um, They've certainly made a name for themselves in their own right. But um, I just, they're really pleasant people. They're the type, like, I don't know, they could, you could kick their ass in football. And like, as you're walking out of the stadium, like somebody will want to give you a pie recipe. It's just, they're just nice people. Here's my understanding of Auburn is the women go there for an MRS degree is what that's I've been all, told. That's all SEC schools. <laughs> that's all of them. That's not like, Auburn. like my friends told me that you're expected to be married by the time you leave. That's just college in general. Ring by spring is a pervasive culture. Like it's not wash you, but <laughs> all right. Wash you. But that I mean, everybody says that every year, and honestly, it's a stupid argument. No woman puts herself through four years of college for the sole purpose of of getting, you know, a partner. But we'll save my feminist rants for a day when I haven't taken <laughs> Nyquil. Chuck, what do you think of these Auburn fans? I'll let you get uh, your take in. I, uh, I I typically agree with with Alex about Auburn. Um, you know, they're the, the the few that I know are like you know they're very passionate, but they're not like you know, braggadocious about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of checked out on them because of the Gus Malzahn era, which is now over. Like that, that was like, that was kind of my biggest gripe, but yeah, but they're like, they're decent people. They're, they're, they kind of accept their place in the hierarchy, although they feel like they should probably beat Alabama more, which is just not happening for anybody right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I've never had like a, a bad run in with an Auburn fan. And, um, you know, some of, some of my Auburn, uh, Twitter friends are are some of the, the better people I follow on that on that app. So you're gonna have a good time with the Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. here's how we're gonna do these last four schools. We okay. have Kentucky, Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. Y'all take two. Decide who who wants what, and then I'll let you decide. Tell me about these schools and their fans. I'm gonna take Georgia and Florida. <sighs> so you took right, two great. good ones. No, that's that's fine. Yeah. Well, I still get to talk about hating ass Spurrier, which is which is <laughs> I all I really want to do. Like, uh, which which who I always picture is the South Carolina Spurrier more than anything. But, um, you know, uh, South Carolina, uh, once again, like like 
people who I really like, like my cousin went to the 2017 Arkansas South Carolina game and said all the people were really nice there. Uh, they they like spread out so that it was a really hot day in Columbia and like they like let them sit there. Of course, South Carolina killed Arkansas by a million, but like um, I know a couple of people who went to school there and like they're as awesome of people as you could know. So like I've got no beef with the South Carolinas. Uh, it is interesting that they've had Lou Holtz and uh, Steve Spurrier as head coach, you know, in the last 20, yeah, 22 or three years or so. So that's, it's kind of like a, it seems like a place where like some elite coaches go to like retire, but they've also had success. Um, I really like the 2001 a space odyssey thing when they run out on the field uh, at South Carolina. That's uh that's really cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm in, I, I've got good vibes about them. Kentucky football. Um, I really don't have many opinions about one way or the other. Obviously I, I hate John Calipari and I hate Kentucky basketball, but you know, football, I admire what Mark Stoops has done there. I mean, that they've kind of become like player development. You and um, you know, continuity has been great for them and, and, they're competing with some of the better teams in the East. So like, it's like an admiration for, for Kentucky and South Carolina at times on my end. Um, no real animosity there. Um, I wish Kentucky had a better football facility. Like Kroger field's nice, but it's like kind of small, but like, I think, you know, if this keeps up, they might get a new facility, but uh, I'm, I'm happy, you know, for Kentucky and they'll, they'll be pretty interesting uh, on the football side. Cause I'm a big Mark Stoops fan. Uh, but what are their, the fans like, the fan, what if, if I'm going there, what am I experiencing as a fan? Like, who are these people? Well, I mentioned South Carolina. Kentucky, I really don't know. I don't know any Kentucky football fans. And that, I guess that kind of tells you, I guess that kind of tells you, like, you know, so what it's Kentucky Kansas? football has been. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's Kansas. I guess Vanderbilt would be Kansas. I get, well, I don't know. Would it be Kansas? Smart Kansas. Smart Kansas. <laughs> Uh, I guess it would be because I mean they're, they're you know I, I mean their basketball fans are different but I think the football fans but again I, I just don't have anything to base it off of I mean when I watch Kentucky they just seems like they travel well I guess but it's kind of an anonymous fan base you know they've just been I know they're really proud so of they're like, Mizzou they're like they're like rich fans Mizzou I think with more bourbon yeah with more and better bourbon much better <laughs> alex give me give me the largest outdoor largest cocktail party. party largest outdoor cocktail party breakdown here so i'm not very like i'm not that well versed in these schools i mean i know they're fans but I think that's, it and that's who i'm to. that's who i'm interested in i want to know the fan i know I'm, but i'm saying i like, want to get to know the people my thing is i don't know if i can give you like general fans but i can based on my experiences so florida because they had success in football and basketball, like they're a little more obnoxious than your average fan base. Um, and by obnoxious, I just mean they're going to be a little louder about it. And they still talk about Tebow. <laughs> they're I always going to talk about Tebow. Always going to talk about Tebow. I love the Gator Trump thing. I think they're a little like I, they're a little rough around the edges as a fan base, which I like. I mean that in a good way. It's similar to like the LSU spirit of we're kind of just going to come in and do whatever we want to do, which I like. Um, is you the know, jorts a real thing? I was going to say, the jorts are a real <laughs> thing. At this point, it's kind of like corn dogs with LSU. Like a lot of people wear them ironically because they know it's so much a part of the, the stereotype. But that's just a good old Florida swamp joke. <laughs> so it's hard to say that that's like what they're really like. Um, you know, they have a really excellent marching band, by the way. And I, I love that about them. I think Georgia is like, 
to me, Georgia fans, this is just from my perspective, based on what I've seen, who I know, my view of Georgia fans is based on how much they hate Florida. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, I, I mean, Athens and is one of the coolest towns ever. I almost and I've heard Gainesville is terrible. I've never been to Gainesville, so I can't speak to it. Athens okay. is great. Um, I almost went there for grad school. And I mean, it's got an incredible music scene. It's, you know, huge compared to what it was 20, 30 years ago. And so it's really grown into this thriving city. I mean, the thing is like, they also have the benefit of like proximity to a large city. So, um, you know, even though Athens is kind of this charming, not too tiny, but it's similar to Knoxville in the sense of like, there's small town charm, but it's really like actually a big place. Um, but it, Kirby Smart kind of changed, for me anyway, the perspective of their fans. Because now it is more of like a, I feel like they're much stronger about the Alabama rivalry than anything else. And in recent years, that is certainly proven to be true. But they're, you know, again, they get to be the big dogs, no pun intended, but maybe um, in a state where there's no other SEC team. And I think those teams that don't have to share where their team also encompasses the state of Georgia. If you, you know, if you love the Bulldogs, then you're a real Georgian or whatever. Um, I think those teams just have like their fans just have different personalities. I can't, we haven't played Georgia much over my like scope of, uh, of being a college football fan. Here's my experience with George. My brother lived in Atlanta and has some Georgia fans. And here's my limited experience with them. They're really, really proud of their team. They're very, they're always upset of how, how close they are and the fact that they really can't brag about anything. And they're kind of naive to the fact that back when you couldn't play pay players, that they were paying players out the ass. <laughs> Like more, more than most other SEC schools. Yeah. And they're like, wow, you know, just recruiting really turned around as soon as Kirby Smart got here. You know, he's, he's doing really, really well. You know, I don't know what it is. You know, it's the only difference in any schools who gets caught and who doesn't. Everyone Mm -hmm. is paying players. Mm -hmm. Every school is paying players. And I want to make that very clear. It's just look at the mayor. Say it one more time. Every every school is paying players. Um, But it's just about how sloppy you're going to be about it. And so, or how much you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's on a broad scale still. It's just, you don't leave paper trails and you don't, you know, maybe you don't have your players text an assistant coach saying he's got to pay his mom's light bill, but (laughs) you know, who am I to judge? But yeah, yeah, I mean, we I all think, live like, in glass houses here. The fact that they Texas is the pinnacle of purity, sir. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's when I think of Texas. I think of purity. When I think of Matthew McConaughey, I think of purity. Mm-hmm. Minister of too. culture, he can minister my culture anytime. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait. That was a double off. Alex, <laughs> Alex, this is a family podcast. This is an establishment, ma'am. Sorry, I am sorry. We well. will not. We will not tolerate that. <laughs> We're uh, all thinking it. But anyways, y'all, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what are your What are your wait, Here's here's the thing. What are your character caricatures of Texas and Oklahoma fans? 
polo ties, tight jeans, cowboy <laughs> boots for Texas, obviously. Um, crisp white, you know, button down shirt. Um, you know, definitely in the oil business. <clears throat> um, Oklahoma fans. They're wearing, they're wearing the overalls, but they're not wearing anything under it. Uh, <laughs> they're wearing the mismatched Old Navy flip-flops. Um, they're wearing a straw hat. Um, you know, wow. that, uh, th- that type of thing. Wow. That's fan favorite I, on the said, podcast, Chuck Livingston. <laughs> he said it. Not I, I'm not describing any fan that I, that I know, as far as you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell Lene. <laughs> Oh crap! She is in Oklahoma. Yeah, oh, no. we have this one fan who also we grew up with, and she—I mean, she's from Oklahoma, but she was very arbitrarily an OU fan. And she wears overalls with nothing under it. And... Yes. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually forgotten that. That is not her at all. Um, so she's different, though. She's count. Yeah, she's she has class. She has class. Brandon <laughs> Hill claimed uh, Oklahoma some too, Alex. If you remember, <laughs> okay, we're just going to talk about all our school friends. Yeah, well, just uh, the, just yeah. the Oklahoma or Texas fans. Oh That's yeah, fair. I I remember him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> way back, Brandon Hill, my man. Yeah, yeah. Alex, you have any comments, or you just want me to get on? Get on I I'm you know I took the sleeping pill, so but welcome to the SEC. It's going to be loud and a drunken party, and you know, hook them or whatever. I thought you were going to go horns down here in this podcast. No, I'm not a bully. What? But just wait until we play. I thought you came here to fight, <laughs> Alex. I thought this was. I thought you were. Him. I thought this was a fighting podcast here. This is what you to, said on Twitter. I wanted to fight with Chuck, not you. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Arch just a very agreeable person. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm not down to fight. I'm very, you know, I'm very mellow. You, you seem like a happy-go-lucky guy. Well, <laughs> you know, it's we'll, well, this is going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting journey for Texas. We'll see what a uh, Big Twelve Commissioner Nuts Lee the second. Uh, has to do about you know has to say about this and if anything happens there it'll be fun i'm excited this will be the revival of two uh rivalries some some fun matchups for texas and you know hook them i guess uh you guys can find me on twitter at will baser that's w-i-l-l-b-a-i-z-e-r alex where can we find you at alex mcdaniel and oh and um at for the win (laughs) I don't know win. what you want to plug right here. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and at Ain't Slade. Yeah, I was going for For the Win, but Ain't Slade okay. as well. Yeah. Yes. For the Win, like ftw.usa today. Yeah, your, your new job, managing editor. Job. Super cool. Super cool. You're, you're very, very important and busy. My boss is going to get some calls after this podcast. <laughs> Chuck, where can we find you on Twitter and anything you want to plug? Uh, catch me on Twitter at a. Uh... I actually had to change my uh, my Twitter handle recently. It's uh, Chuck Nasty eight seven zero. It's very <laughs> much me. Um, That's our and, area uh, code. Yeah, that Northeast Arkansas area code. And um, you know, go to do some exciting things uh, this fall and beyond uh, at the Marion School District. Uh, it's kind of in my new job as a communications guy. Uh, it's a fancy word of saying public relations. So I'll be doing a lot of writing and uh, covering sports and uh, live streaming and things like that. So I'll be very busy. Uh, you can find that at MarionPatriots.com, and I'll be there several nights a week in the fall, uh, working on live also, streams and writing. So. Go Patriots! Very important pads. and busy. Thank y'all for uh, joining very us. Very busy. I don't know about important. Uh, but. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining the podcast, and uh, yeah, 